It takes a producer like Guillermo del Toro to turn a collection of creepy campfire yarns into something resembling a movie. But first, a film based on an acclaimed Pulitzer Prize-winning novel, The Goldfinch. To lose something that should have been immortal. Please tell me it isn't true. The track record of films based on generally accepted great novels is patchy at best. It's become a cliché that while any amount of great movies have come from average novels, The Godfather and Jaws leap unbidden to mind, the reverse is very rarely true. Classic novels seldom travel, partly because the secret of their success is their great writing. In Amsterdam, I dreamt I saw my mother again. Same beautiful pale blue eyes. Take the skill of author Donna Tartt out of the adaptation of her prize-winning The Goldfinch and you're left with the bald plot and characters. And in the case of this plot and these characters, they need some help along the way. When I lost her... I lost sight of any landmark that might have led me someplace happier. Understandably, this production wants to favour its big star, teen favourite Ansel Elgort, last seen in Baby Driver, over the 12-year-old actor playing the young Theo Decker. So to maximise Ansel's screen time, the story travels backwards and forwards in time from one crucial event. You're the boy, aren't you? The boy whose mother was killed. That event is a visit to an art gallery with Theo's beloved mother. Mum wanders off briefly while Theo lingers to look at a famous painting of a goldfinch, Mum's favourite. Which is where he is when a bomb goes off in the next room, killing several people, including his mother. We're just trying to build little bits of the puzzle. What do you remember about the incident? I like this one. Look at the map. Where were you when it happened? I don't remember. So one story goes forward from there. Theo's deadbeat father takes off and Theo is fostered by a nice upper-middle-class family led by matriarch Nicole Kidman. And his two prized possessions after the explosion are a tightly wrapped parcel and a ring with two names engraved on it. Hobart and Blackwell. It's like he sent me exactly where I needed to be and to who I needed to be with. Meanwhile, the story looking backwards attempts to discover precisely what happened on the day of the explosion. Theo compulsively blames himself for his mother's death. If it wasn't for him, they wouldn't have been at the gallery. He stayed behind to look at the painting The Goldfinch with an attractive little red-headed girl, maybe if he'd left with his mother. We all feel afraid sometimes. never know what's going to decide your future. So one story reaches into the future, a narrative that travels to Las Vegas, Amsterdam and back to New York before it's finished and includes Russian emigres, crooked and or violent parents, drugs and, yes, even car chases. 
and the other keeps scratching at the wound of, essentially, one minute in the past. Is her mother dead too? Yes. I know you were there, and I know what else was in that room. Included in that minute are the red-headed girl and her soon-to-be late father, Mr Blackwell. He runs an antique shop with his partner, Hobie Hobart, played by Geoffrey Wright. The goldfish. Before and after. Everything is before and after. In the middle is the painting. A novel like The Goldfinch is essentially a literary one. Long, a bit rambling and discursive, beautifully written. You dip into it every night and take your time getting from one set piece to another. That's not how a movie works, though, and as this goldfinch trudges through its 140-odd minutes, it's all too easy to spot the holes in the plot when you fall into them. Maybe sometimes good can come from bed. There's really only one way to turn a great big novel into a movie, and that's throw out everything that doesn't fit. But fans of a well-loved book like The Goldfinch will be furious if you miss out their favourite scenes, even if they unfairly blame you when the end result is unwieldy. It takes an ocean not to even the tiniest things mean something. Who took the pain? I thought everything would be broken forever. Director John Crowley, writer Peter Strawn, and particularly the great cinematographer Roger Deakins do their best with Donatart's novel, but they've probably been too loyal to the original material. Alfred Hitchcock famously read his novels once and then forgot about them and started again. He was hated by the novelists, but audiences loved him. I would have given it back, I swear. 